Coming up, we're going to be talking about the Sandland series. We're going to also be talking about the future of Praise PT, plus also an update on the Abyss. All that and more coming up in today's Disney Plus news, so make sure you subscribe to keep up with the latest. Hi everyone, it's Roger here from What's On at DisneyPlus.com. Let's start off with a brand new Japanese anime series called Sandland the Series, which is going to be coming out on Disney Plus around the world in spring of 2024. Um, so this one is basically they released a film earlier this year in Japan and they're going to be taking that film and they're going to be kind of cutting it up into making it into a series and they're going to be adding in some extra footage and stuff like that and turning it into a whole show. So they've kind of done this before a lot with um, many movies in Japan and I think this is probably a good way of getting it out to a bigger audience. The series is set in a mysterious world where humans and demons coexist. It has been a lifetime since humans ruined the environment and fell into a state of constant war. A parched desert now covers the globe and water is the most precious resource. The royal army serving under the king controls the only known source of water and those transporting the vital fluid for the dry wastelands find themselves possessed by demons who also want the water. Among them is Beezlebud who is the demon prince son of Satan himself and you know Beezlebud is a bad one because he doesn't respect bedtime and often doesn't even brush his teeth. When the stern nose-nonsense sheriff visits the demon's village and asks for help in locating a fabled oasis it's Beezlebud and the grizzled old demon thief who will join them on a desperate dangerous quest. They're not that long out of town when the trouble really begins. So this definitely kind of sounds like a bit like Mad Max with um, a whole host of weird demons and stuff in here. Sounds pretty fun. Always nice to see something different and original arriving on Disney+. Plus. Um, this was a manga series um, years ago and they obviously turned it into the film. There's also a video game in production as well. And obviously with it being a star original, expect to see it on Disney Plus around the world. Now I would normally say at this point um, it'll be on Hulu in the United States but obviously by then it's also going to be on Disney Plus as well in the US so it's going to make life a little bit easier but are you excited about Sandman the series? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments below. Moving on from there let's now talk about the 20th television animated series Praise PT which has been cancelled after one season so it was released earlier this summer but because of all the strikes and everything going on they weren't really able to kind of do a lot of promotion for it it also got delays and stuff. The series follows PT a New York City it girl who has it all until her life comes crashing down around her as luck would have it, a mysterious gift from her farmer gives her a new at least on life so she leans into the modernizing a small town cult. The series creator Anna Drazen said on Instagram, sad to say Praise PT will not be renewed at Freeform. I cannot believe we got to make the show best crew, best cast, top to bottom, the dream of my life to make something this funny and unwell that went on actual television. I've heard that making a non-IP show during COVID that premieres during a double strike in the dead of the summer was not ideal for viewership. It's still on Hulu as of right now. If you want to watch it, if you should do it soon. Thanks to everyone who has watched and loved these characters as much as I did and the biggest thanks to Alex Jones and Charlie Kirk for their brave yelling about the show when the actors couldn't. We'll never forget you. Now I think it's very important that in that comment there and did say watch it if you can. As we know Disney has a tendency to remove shows that um, aren't doing very well uh, to try and save some money. So if you haven't finished watching it or you want to watch it, get on it today. It could be gone. It doesn't necessarily mean it will do. They don't necessarily always do it. But there's always a, a chance with these kind of things. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't entirely too surprised that it got um, cancelled. I also think like the story and stuff about what it's about with a cult and probably isn't really what Disney wants right now. They're trying to get away from sort of those kind of topics and yeah, just kind of reach a broader audience. So if the viewership wasn't that great and 
that's the kind of the key thing really. So it's a sad day to see these shows coming to an end, but we are really seeing now Disney trying to cut back on costs, but also if a show isn't working, cancel it and put that money into something brand new. But what did you think? of the cancellation of praise pd love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments below remember you can also watch that on disney plus around the world as it was released as a star original as fact it was only recently released here in the uk but let us know what you think in the comments below if you're a fan of the 1980s film the abyss good news it's going to be coming out in cinemas for one day only on december the 6th um initial um, announcement was put out by james cameron it's going to have some special um edition with lots of extra footage it's going to be also in 4k now i remember I remember watching The Abyss years ago and I loved it. It was kind of the big film really before all of the big James Cameron films became big. I want to watch this again. Whether or not I go see this at the cinema, not sure. Now with the single one day release, I suspect we are going to get a digital and physical release pretty soon after that they want to kind of make the most of Christmas but they probably just want to try and get those tickets sold first before they do so. It's also not available on any streaming service so I suspect it will become available once it's been out on digital and DVD and stuff you know. They're trying to make money now you know they, they put all these things back they don't want you to know that it's coming to streaming but let's be honest it will do at some point when it does that's when I'm going to be watching it. I'm looking forward to watching it again. I don't really remember too much about it other than Ed Harris being in it because it's like I said, it's been a long time since I've watched it. I did, I think I had it on VHS. That's how long ago I had it. But if you're excited about watching The Abyss again, um, let us know in the comments below. Also today saw the digital release of The Creator. So you can find it now on digital platforms to purchase. So you can find it on like Vudu and Fandango and Amazon, etc. It's also out here in the UK. I'm going to be watching it this week. Um, I've been wanting to watch it. I, for some reason, just didn't get around to seeing it at the cinema. Which I think a lot of people didn't as well because it only pulled in about over 100 million at the box office um, when it got released back in September. Now that's not bad on a film that cost 80 million to make. I mean, it's not great but hopefully that's why they can try and get some money back with a digital release. Um, it's coming out on physical media on the 12th of December. I'm guessing that might be when we might end up seeing it on Disney Plus um, because that would make sense of what we're kind of seeing nowadays but yeah so looking forward to watching the creator this week. If you've seen it let me know what you thought of it and let's now talk about what's new on Disney Plus today. So the big new release on Disney Plus around the world and on Hulu in the United States was the first two episodes of the FX series A Murder at the End of the World. So there's going to be a new episode released every Tuesday. Now I've seen the first two episodes. I enjoyed the show. Definitely interested to see where it goes. It's a little bit slower. It wasn't as action-packed as I thought it might be. Um, episodes are well over an hour each. Um, I don't want to get into any spoilers, but obviously there is a murder at the end of the world. And the end of the world is they're basically at a hotel retreat in Iceland. They Basically, she is a sleuth who is kind of she kind of grew up learning all about autopsies and stuff from her dad and was doing them very young to help him out at the police station and she wrote a book which became really popular and so this big billionaire is putting on this retreat bringing people in kind of gives me vibes of like glass onion and um the menu and stuff like that but it's, it is a little bit different in that it's not necessarily in the same vein but that was kind of what i was initially thinking so there obviously there is a murder and then she starts investigating it and we kind of see things unravel and a little history coming through interesting show um i'm going to be watching um this series throughout I've, I've enjoyed the first two episodes but like i said they were very long um a good hour plus each so you need to probably dedicate a little bit of time to know that they're not half an hour episodes. These are full long ones. The pacing is a little bit slower, like I said. Seven episodes in this series. It's um, a limited one, so it's one and done. 
So yeah, I'm looking forward to watching more of it. But are you going to be checking out A Murder at the End of the World? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments below. In our comment today, which comes from Brendan, who says, well, who do you think is worse at tax write-offs, Disney or Warner Brothers? So I think this is a very good question, and obviously, um, it's very apt right now. With all the problems going on with Coyote versus Acme, which um, was cancelled, and now they've decided that they are going to be shipping it off to another platform. Which seems really weird, because why would you release a, sh a movie that's got characters like the Looney Tunes and not even think it's worthy of Warner Brothers? Um, it's just like Disney putting out a Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse cartoon and saying, oh yeah, we don't like it, we're going to sell it off to Netflix. Really weird. It does feel like David Zaslav sometimes doesn't get Warner Brothers. It doesn't really, I would say he doesn't necessarily appreciate the history of that brand because Looney Tunes is classic Warner Brothers. That logo at the beginning, you know, that's all folks. That is like ingrained in us. And yeah, it's so interconnected with Warner Brothers. You would think that they would want to protect that. And yeah, I think Warner Brothers definitely gets, um, they they come in hard. And I think there's sometimes in sense that they, they make some decisions that, which are very, very rough. I mean, Disney did get a lot of stick with what they did. Um, you know, with all the removals and how they do it. You know, I talked about uh, Praise Peely, that, you know, that could happen. And they did do that big write-off. I think the difference was, while Willow made a lot of attention for that one, most of the other movies people kind of accepted because they weren't that well-known. Um, I think if, sort of, Disney just said, like, we're not releasing, um, I don't know, like, Echo. You know, there was rumours of that. You know, people were a little bit upset. But Warner Brothers does, you know, it does have its fans and obviously does have a lot of critics. And, you know, they did a big tax write-off and got rid of a load of stuff. I think Disney's kind of fixed some of it with putting it back, some of those movies back on digital platforms. Max seemed to be a little bit faster at doing that. They're very much in the same vein. I do feel like Zaslav and, like, Warner Brothers Discovery is a little bit more heavy-handed with going after the money, but it is working. You know, they have made Max profitable and they are moving forward and that's their core focus. And I'm gonna be honest, it feels a little bit along the lines of, they don't really care too much what anyone thinks of it. They're doing business, it's show business, it's not show friends, and they're getting on with it. Disney has to play a little bit more nicer in some ways, and they can't get away with the same things that Warner Brothers do. Other studios do this as well, but they get less hate. Um, I think Disney just has that feeling that people don't expect that kind of ruthlessness from Disney in that same way. Um, I mean, Cancelling shows is perfectly normal, and it has to happen. We can't have every single show going off indefinitely and the thing that they never cancel anything. You know, things that aren't working need to be get rid of. Whether or not you can do that better by ending it properly with giving them extra seasons and closing it off, that would be my preference. But I think um, Warner Brothers Discovery has been a bit more ruthless with it, but Disney has been just as, just as bad. So I don't really think either one of them are either worse than the other. They just have slightly different ways of doing it. But I'd love to know your thoughts on all this. Which one do you think is worse? I'd love to hear your thoughts on all that. Remember to go check us out over at whatsonatdisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. And I shall see you guys soon. Laters.